Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to Clash of the Titles, the podcast that sees two movies with something in common go head-to-head to see which one does it better on this week's episodes. In the red corner, it's from Russia without love, as Schwarzenegger's Soviet-built Terminator, sorry, actual human policeman, doesn't see eye-to-eye with James Belushi's slobby Chicago cop. At least not initially, but by the end they do, despite neither character having changed at all. <laughs> from 1988... It's red heat. Look, uh, just out of curiosity, how do you Soviets deal with all the tension and stress? Vodka. Police Captain Ivan Danko came from behind the Iron Curtain. Now, he's about to team up with the most unpredictable cop. Hey, no, honey. Drop dead. Thank you. On the streets of Chicago. While in the blue corner... Raymond Tango is a slick, sharp-suited stockbroker come L.A. cop, while Gabriel Cash is a ripped T-shirt-wearing, sort of slobby L.A. cop. I mean, they couldn't make him too slobby because he's also the romantic lead. What am I talking about? This film has no time for romance, at least not with girls. From 1989, it's Tango and Cash. Meet Ray Tango. He likes money. He's a Kong. He's a gold but doesn't bother with cash. Meet Gabe Cash. He won't dance around trouble and doesn't mind stepping on toes. I hate you karate guys. Two of LA's top rival cops are having a tough time staying in rhythm. You know me, huh? Yeah, I hear you're the second best cop in LA. That's funny, I hear the same thing about you. So what connects these two films and which one does it better? Let's find out. It's Clash of the Titles. The Hello, Clash Potters. Cocainum! I'm Alex Zane. I'm Vicky Crompton. I'm Chris Tilly. And this week on Clash Pod, we are joined by a very special guest to handle this monumental clash. Broadcaster, host of Absolute Radio's breakfast show and massive movie fan. It's the delectable Dave Berry. 
Hello, everybody. Hello, Poddlers. Lovely to be involved. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you here. Uh, just so people know, you and I have known each other for uh, roughly 98% of our professional career. Exactly right. And we have podcasted together before. We were on the Empire podcast discussing Die Hard. Yes, and the fact that I believe it isn't a Christmas movie. Oh, my God. And then, yes, thanks, Vicky. Yeah, then Alex went about shooting me down for a whole hour, and then I left in tears. So I, I hope this goes slightly better than the Empire one. Uh, you do know Red Heat is a Christmas movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry about that. Uh, but I did make up for it by uh, the last podcast we went on. We drank our body weight in wine live on air. That was a massive mistake. Kate Thornton, she's got this kind of wholesome image, hasn't she? But she invites you into a tiny booth mm. and just gets you drunk beyond your wildest dreams. She did a number on us. Uh, now, although I didn't... Have you heard this, that podcast back? I refuse to listen to it because... Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't do it, man, because by the end it's a mess. Isn't there something about creating a land of dogs? Um, yeah, uh, yeah. The, the land of dogs. We get Kate to do the voiceover for our new movie idea, Land of Dogs, yeah. which just to get it underway, mm. might be slightly better than Red Heat, but we'll discuss that. <laughs> uh, and of course, I didn't mention it in the intro, but you are a podcaster yourself. You have Dave Berry's dad pod. How's that going? Very good. Thanks, my friend. Yes, it is back for our third series on the 13th of May. Please do download. If you're a parent or if you're expecting kids or you're just interested in celebrities talking about their kids, mm. it's the podcast for you. <laughs> Lovely stuff. So you picked one of these movies this week. Which movie is your choice? So my choice is Tango and Cash. When you very kindly invited me onto the podcast, um, I just don't think that Tango and Cash is talked about enough in modern media. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to change that with your help. <laughs> um, and so, so I have really fond memories of it. Yeah. Um, but I haven't revisited it since I was a boy. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're going to be discussing when it comes to Tango and Cash. Playing with fire, isn't he? Because, I mean, we do this a lot. We think nostalgia is going to have survived mm. and actually produce a good movie on the show. But we'll leave it at that for the moment. So I threw the other movie into the mix. I was going to say we, but it seems only fair to hold my hands up and say I through Red Heat. Yeah, if I can show uh, Vicky and Chris my top notes, it says, Red Heat, Alex made me do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's on the top of my notes every week. <laughs> you know what he's like? He's like, we're going to do Red Heat. I was like, I don't want to, Alex. I don't want to. He's like, don't you forget who the daddy is. This is my podcast. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's for the same reason that you said that I haven't seen it since I was a boy. Uh, so... There you go. Believe we'll it at that for the moment. This week it is Red Heat versus Tango and Cash. The clue I gave for this pairing on last week's show was the original Odd Couple and Brian James. Chris then followed that up on Twitter with something about them featuring a muscular mismatch cop. There you go. And the guesses on our Twitter came rolling in at ClashPod. We're also on Instagram at ClashPod. A couple of wrong guesses first, but interesting pairing. See what you make of these. Russell says, stop or my mom will shoot versus last action hero. Oh. Mm -hmm. Or, don't like that, meme fiend has stop or my mom will shoot versus kindergarten cop. Mm, that makes sense to me. Yeah. I mean, that would be, I guess the connection is bad. Sly and Arnie movies, or considering this week's pairing, some might call them worse Sly and Arnie <laughs> movies, but not me. Uh, congratulations, though, to the right answers. Anthony Peacock, uh, Mark Shea, who says, it's Tango and Cash versus Red Heat, isn't it? This is the death of my Cold War duo, Rocky Four 
versus Red Heat. Yes, but we have plans for Rocky Four, don't we, Alex, that we've discussed? Yeah, I'm not and sure. And it'll be a while as well because we've just done Rocky. Yours and my plans might be different. No, sure. I know you told me yours. Oh, well, I'm cool I'm, with it. I'm going to tell Mark as well. Full transparency, Mark. I am going through every possible Rocky Four permutation and killing them off one by one <laughs> until only Rocky Four and Robot Jocks remain as a viable pairing because that's the one I want. Wow. We're all, aren't we also waiting for Robot Jocks to become available somewhere? Yeah. There's to be some way of seeing this film that only you and I have actually seen. <laughs> Yeah, um, Chris, uh, I was put through robot jocks outside. And I, said to, I said to Vicky, I felt like I was nine years old in a playground as Alex animatedly took us through blow by blow what happens in that movie. But and it- then it's amazing bit and his fist comes off and there's all these people and they're dead and I can't believe it. And Russia will go, no, no, nuclear war. And then he got in on his bicycle and just pedaled off. There were at least two spoilers in that, so... Right, uh, he is our previous winner. He got the correct answer first this week. Congratulations to Paul Logue. Your prize is a can of Tango or the cash equivalent. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, look at his little face. (laughs) I took a break after I wrote that. (laughs) Right, let's do the connection section. What connects these two movies? What have all of you got? Uh, I've got why wrap cocaine in plastic when you can put it straight in a leg or in a tanker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No mm. wrapping. Yeah. <laughs> Unhygienic. Yeah, and plastic saving the oceans, right? Yeah, so yeah, it's eco Because you care about the fish. I do, <laughs> a bit. Well, as well as cocaine in unexpected places, you've also got um, guns in unexpected places. Up the armpit and in the shoe. Hmm? Uh, I've got playing chicken with massive vehicles. Uh, red heated buses, Tango and Cash, Sly plays chicken with a tanker. Uh, bums on parade. Red Heat opens with mm-hmm. a lot of bums. Tango oh, yeah. and Cash have a bum-filled shower scene. Cross-dressing. Uh, You've got a nurse and a Kurt Russell. Oh, yes. oh, Don't get me started on that <laughs> We'll get there. We'll get um, there. <laughs> Perestroika, which we don't talk about enough, <laughs> but we should. Wow. How you found that in these two movies as the subjects we want to talk about? <laughs> Cops who aren't bothered about Miranda rights. There's a lot of Miranda rights action in these films. Yeah, uh, both open. Both films open with men flying through windows. Oh, yeah, out of the bathhouse mm-hmm. and out of the tanker. Uh, professional female dancers in jeopardy. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yep, 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 <laughs> yep, one yep, better yep. than the other, I think. Mm-hmm. Gina Gershon and Terry Hatcher are dancers in danger, which is also uh, the name of a movie I plan on pitching. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right? have a listen. It's a group of dancers, a troupe of dancers who are kidnapped by some terrorists and have to escape, each using their individual dance technique to foil the terrorists. It's like Die Hard, but a musical. It's a, brother, it's a really good idea. I mean, yeah. Terry Hatcher's dance routine uh, in Tango <laughs> Cash is the most 1980s thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and I was in the 1980s for a period of my life. <laughs> it's so beautiful. It's like a PG strip club. Yeah. It's so weird. I- I've got loads more, but I think we should just get on get on to the film. Great stuff. All I wrote down was prison for that. You guys, <laughs> you guys really went into the minutiae of it, and I respect that, and that's why you host the pod. I just wrote in capital letters, prison! <laughs> it's a good one, though. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's maybe the best one. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Uh, right. Right then, let's get into this. So on Thursday, Chris will be dancing into the room to give us our money's worth with Tango and Clash. Clash Tango and Clash. I threw in my own joke. But today, <laughs> Vicky turns up the heat with our first cop duo. <clears throat> v takes us on a journey. <sighs> okay. In the Soviet Union, circa 1988, there are absolutely no drugs 
which is why Moscow militia captain Ivan Danko absolutely has to go all the way to Chicago to stop the Georgian Russell Crowe sending drugs to Russia. Otherwise, for the first time ever, there'll be drugs in Russia and everyone will become addicted to drugs. <laughs> Danko teams up with Cold War enthusiast art in this country, Ridzik, a man who hates paperwork and women, especially when they're vulnerable dancers or men dressed as female nurses because in Chicago 88, there's no such thing as male nurses. So to pass as a nurse, you must wear a dress. <laughs> anyway, Danko's got a key that Victor must have to unlock his drugs because there are no locksmiths in Chicago apart from Ridzik's brother-in-law. But to be fair, Victor didn't know that. So there's a hunt, a chase on buses. Victor shoots Danko about a million times, but unbelievably misses. So Danko shoots Victor... Ridzik really doesn't grumble about the resulting paperwork, missing a clear open goal there. Then Arnie goes home, presumably to watch the dissolution of the USSR and the resulting partial embrace of capitalism just three years later, thinking the same as everyone watching Red Heat. What just happened? <laughs> Very good. Thank, Thank you. Very good, Vicky. That was good. Marvelous. I have to take a breath. Mm. Yeah, Sue, um, I thought I'd seen this film and then um, after the sauna fight, I realised I hadn't. After the sauna fight. Yeah, I was really with it. And I was like, I haven't seen this. Oh, no. What about you? Um, so this came out when I was 11. And I think even then I knew that there were good Arnie films and bad Arnie films. And this one didn't particularly interest me. But then it seemed to play um, on ITV during the 1990s every Saturday night. Like it seemed to be on all the time. Yeah, all the time. (laughs) And so I caught it one of those evenings. I caught it one of those evenings, uh, never revisited, never thought I would revisit it until today. Dave? Um, I had never seen it before until you uh, pushed my arm up behind my back and and made me watch it. Um, But uh, I mean... I think you're, what you're saying is absolutely right, uh, Chris. There's good Arnie movies and bad Arnie movies and uh, bad Arnie movies, should I say? And, and maybe there's just a sixth sense that we all have in us. <laughs> it's not like about you know having a culture or an education when it comes to filmmaking. Even at the age of ten, you can just go. Nah. <laughs> um, but I I mean, I really enjoyed the opening. Mm. Uh, apart from the fact I, I've been to Russia, um, just putting R's backwards as they do in the title <laughs> sequence. When, when I checked into my hotel, I didn't go, it's Dave, B-E, backwards R, backwards R, Y, um, for a week, please. Uh, so that's not actually speaking. I thought not having subtitles was a bold move. Mm. I, oh God, I was going to ask you this. I put subtitles on. So yeah, like, so oh, did yeah. I. Right, but so they're really I. infrequent. And there are some really major plot points in those subtitles. Yeah. So the film doesn't have subtitles? I don't no. think the original film, the Russian language, is not subtitled. So wow. It is. Well, here's the thing. When they transferred it to DVD, for some reason, they didn't put subtitles on it. So the original theatrical release, you are meant to be able to understand what the Russians are saying. Because there's quite oh. a lot of talking. There's yeah. loads of talking. I would explain why it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. I had to watch the first 10 minutes twice because I was yes. like, I'm sure this is too long yeah. for not knowing yeah. what the if fuck it, is going on. If it didn't on. have Arnold Schwarzenegger in it, you'd think it was an art house movie. <laughs> yeah. Just watching that opening 10 minutes. There are entire forums on Reddit devoted to people bemoaning the fact that this is one of those DVDs where you have to put all subtitles Subtitles on, so you can't just subtitle the foreign language. You have sure. to subtitle yeah. the whole movie. I was going off and on, but by the t- it's on Netflix now. That's mm-hmm. where that's where we that's watched where it. Watched sure, it yeah. Surely Netflix could have put the subtitles back on. But they just transfer the DVD copy over to. No, Netflix. they can add subtitles. Come on, if they want to, <laughs> they can afford it. Um, the thing as well is, which because there's there's these. There's, 
there's English speaking actors uh, speaking in, in foreign languages in film. And the one that I, always comes to my mind is Michael Fassbender in Inglorious Bastards mm. when he's speaking German. And it's it's beautiful. It's poetic. It really is uh, someone in command of the language with incredible acting abilities. And then there's Arnie, <laughs> who is exactly the opposite of that. <laughs> there are moments in this movie where I swear he's doing an Italian accent. It's so weird. I haven't seen this. So I thought I'd seen this. Uh, I think it was about, I was about seven or eight and I remember it being on in the room uh, because I remember immediately seeing the sauna sequence at the start and all those naked bodies and genuinely knowing, even now, that is the most naked flesh I'd ever seen on screen. Yeah. It's like a, a swingers virgin active, isn't it? <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> now, I, I, at that point, remember thinking, great, I shouldn't be watching this. But I can't remember any of the rest of the movie. So I wondered whether I was thrown out. So I watched it again this time. And speaking of the middle of the movie, that is not evidence as to whether I watched it before because just not remembering it doesn't say that I didn't watch it. No, there's there's a thing with a bathhouse and there's a thing with a bus. Mm. And then there's nothing in between. Mm. Yeah, This yeah. felt like a first watch for me. So tell <laughs> us about the history of the movie, V. So there's not too much. Um, let's just run through like, oh, it's sort of Genesis, if you will. Mm. Uh, so writer, director, Walter Hill. That was something that was never said in the pre- <laughs> production meetings about this movie. There's, there's not that much on the internet. Um, so Walter Hill, who by the time of Red Heat has done lots of things, but The Warriors, 48 Hours, most importantly, and Brewster's Millions, maybe more importantly. Um, he receives a script by veteran writer Harry Kleiner, so he of Bullet, um, and Walter Hill was second AD on Bullet, and that's where they met. There was a sequence in the script that Walter Hill loved, but he didn't love the rest of the script, so he just lifted it. And to be fair, he did pay Harry Kleiner for it. Took that scene to Arnie, who he'd wanted to work with for a while, together with this idea he's got of a Russian cop in the US. So what is the scene? Do you know this? Cocainum. Cocainum. Arnie says, yeah, but then that's it. There's no script. <laughs> it's just cocainum. You, do you know that it, that's not even the Russian for cocaine? I, w- I did wonder. It's just cocaine. Right. Cocaine. Did you, did cocaine. You know, did you know that? No, I looked it up because I was like, it's such a great word. There is no way it's that good in real life. And it's not. There's a really interesting story behind this because they just translated it really badly. So the original conversation, though, it's actually, do you know why I said it's a really interesting explanation? It's not. <laughs> I'm going to stop myself. Oh, I really saw God. the moment you just gave <laughs> off on that anecdote. Well, Normally we have to stop him. That's the first time he stops himself. We've got, we've got company. <laughs> uh, thanks. Oh, no, please don't stop on my account. <laughs> He's finally become self-aware, Vicky. We've been waiting two years for this. I'm I'm now Skynet. (laughs) You done? Yes. That's kind of it. (laughs) Okay. They're shooting the script. They rewrite it on the fly. According to Wikipedia, the Writers Guild of America were not too concerned about Hill's methods, stating he does tend to hire a lot of people, (laughs) but he pays well above minimums. So I think you can tell there's quite a lot of writers involved in the script because the characters don't make much sense to the point they don't change. James Belushi, it's like... He goes from, in certain scenes, he's like, the people go, that guy doesn't follow the rules at all. And in a later scene, it's like he's obsessed with following the rules. Mm. It's like they just wrote each sequence for whatever that character needed to do in that sequence, which in theory should make for a better story. Yeah. Um, And that is really all I've got. So should we talk about the film? I've only got one thing to add. We have an eight-timer on this film. Someone who it's their eighth film that we've done on ClashPod. Okay. Was it the stunt person? James Horner, oh, our music God. man. I should have known that. Commando, Aliens, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, The Rocketeer, Jumanji, Deep Impact, Avatar, and now Red Heat. Wow. Eight films. Is, wow. he, uh, is he leading? Has he beaten John? Oh, yeah, Carpenter? yeah. Oh, this wow. is, he's, he's way ahead. Although we've got an, uh, an, someone who's hitting eight next week. Uh, okay. 
Okay. Right, let's get into it. Yeah. We're starting with, that's not a hot rock. This is a hot rock. Um, let's talk about a fight in a sauna. Um, yeah. It's a very, very strong opening. The only thing that threw me is, again, but I watched the subtitles this time, he's pretending to be a steel worker. Did anybody know that? Oh, no. and he is. Is that I, crucial that's why to they the put, that's, <laughs> For some reason, he's like, I can't remember. That's why they put the rock in his hand. They're like, if you're used to working with metal, oh. you can hold the hot rock. Oh, okay. And then he smashes that man in the face with it, which is obviously yeah. brilliant. The only thing that threw me is like, he's walking into the sauna and they're kind of expecting him. Do you know what I mean? Like they're, it's, it's like they've said, we'll have a fight, yeah. but in the sauna. Mm-hmm. The thing that really threw me about that scene, and it's one of the boldest um, things in cinema history, and I never thought I'd say that about Red Heat, is the uh, actor um, character um, in, in that scene who uh, is wearing glasses in a steam room. That is... <laughs> <laughs> As a spectacle wearer myself, that is one hell of a bold move, my friend. Just, it's a great opening, though, just purely because of all the flesh on show. Like, it's like, it's just very striking visually. I mean, obviously he'd done Terminator by now, so he's he's been introed in movies uh, naked by this point. But there's something weirder about the fact that a in this sauna you get something I've never seen before, which is uh, a front towel with a thong rear. Yeah. So a thong and a towel. Which oh, is, I'm sorry, sorry, I'm sat down. You can't see it. <laughs> I, I discovered. They're called thowels. And that Have you is, just made that up? No, that's a thowel. I don't believe you. Why don't you believe me? It's just the sort of stupid shit you would make. It's up. Hashtag thowel. I just felt I should say that. It's fine. All right, all right. It's not. It's not real. Right. A thowel is actually uh, what you use on a medieval rowing boat to position the oar. <laughs> yep, I looked it up. Um, but it's interesting because the rules in this sauna are: if you're a man, you must wear a thowel. If you're a woman, you get nothing. No clothes. <laughs> no thowel for you, Missy. <laughs> and you must. You must then gather around the water fountain and yeah. play in it like nymphs um, yeah I like to think they were gossiping <laughs> it was <laughs> it was um, it was interesting I thought to have actors in that scene that are larger than Arnie mm. I didn't think I didn't think that Arnie's ego or his agent or his representatives would allow them I, to point. be oh, yeah. bigger than him I can explain yeah, um, one of these gentlemen is Sven Ole Thorson mm. who I've mentioned previously on the podcast can you remember on our, he was on our, your PE teacher. No, on our end of days episode. So I'm he. He's not a household name. No, but I, and I'm not saying being friends with Arnie helped his career. But he appeared in both Conan movies: Red Sonja, Raw Deal, Predator, The Running Man, this film, Twins, Terminator Two, Last Action Hero, Eraser, End of Days, and Collateral Damage. Yeah, I've known Alex Zane longer than that, <laughs> and all I get is this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he's basically Arnie's best mate, right. and he's a bodybuilder, and so he gets cast in all these films, and that's why there's someone that big. And also, Arnie was required oh. to lose ten pounds for this movie. Walter Hill was like, I, "I don't want you crazy big for this movie. It's more believable if you're slightly smaller." And he wanted them to be similar in size because, as it was before they started shooting, James Belushi was a lot slimmer, and Arnie was freaking massive. And so, James Belushi was then required to put on ten pounds. So that's why Arnie's slightly less well built. But you don't get to see him in a thowl, so no. you know. <laughs> More is the pity. Um, <laughs> do you know what I think? The whole first of all, that fight that happens out in the snow has got the best sound effects I've ever heard for a fight. It's like Street Fighter 2 level sound effects every time a punch is thrown. But it's crazy because this guy gets the shit beaten out of him in Arnie's pursuit of where Victor is. And he gets punched and punched and punched. And eventually he reveals where Victor is. And you're expecting him to go something like he's at his secret base. He's returned to the motherland. He's in his lair. And what he goes is he left to go to a cafe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
So then we go to the cafe. Uh, this is the next like important scene for me because it's the cocaine scene. So it's and it is the high point of the movie, and that's according to Walter Hill. Walter Hill says, "I didn't think much of the movie once he left yeah, Moscow." <laughs> what a crazy quote! He's know. like, after this, turn it off. <laughs> yeah, but it is brilliant. Like if you don't know what's coming, watching Arnie twist someone's leg off and it pops mm. is amazing. It's just weird that you. I just couldn't get over the fact that the coke would pour out of it. It's just, yeah. where is the cling film? It's I think I saw that happen in a members club in Soho once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that scene. I love how, uh, and this is just because of when it was made, but everybody looks like a hipster. Everyone looks like a hype beast in that scene. When Arnie walks in in his full Russian military uniform regalia, everyone sat around in a kind of like a little vintage knitwear with like a moustache yeah. drinking out of a tankard. It looks like Peckham. <laughs> Moscow in the late 80s was a lot like Shoreditch. Yeah, it really does. But that is that is such a good scene. I mean, I, I think I, I love the twisting of, of the leg and the and the cocaine coming out and also it's you know the, the director to say that is is a foolish thing to say but it's and brutally honest at the same time but it is it is good up to the point uh, mm. the, the funeral scene is kind of almost godfather-esque mm-hmm. you know there's the kind yeah. of chiming of the of, of the bell and there's everyone gathered round and the mute colors and then i can see what obviously it is trying to be done, which is then you cut to the contrast of the busy streets mm. of Chicago and they've got the guitar playing or whatever it is. <laughs> and it's like, it's the 80s! Um, but up until that point, particularly that funeral scene, it's it's a, it's a it's got a great action sequence. It's got some really interesting looking characters. It's got the cocaine leg mm. and it's got the funeral scene and then it just kind of evaporates. It, it, what's weird is like his partner, his partner, who he's like, it clearly sort of sets them up as friends. Um, with that strange, did you have the subtitles on for the dialogue exchange in the car where he goes the officers used to call you iron jaw mm. yeah after your fight in the snow they now call you round-headed is that a joke about people being able to see his penis i think so, yeah, the yeah. that's what oh, i took really? from it that's what i took from it yeah. right oh i, I well, missed that yeah it's zing <laughs> <laughs> which is a weird great line but they never like once he gets to chicago there's no like no one sort of he never goes I'm here to avenge my partner. No. And it's like, this would this would actually help move this story on and create an emotional heart to it if he was like, he killed my partner, I'm going to kill him. Yeah. It's like, I'm just not mentioning that. Well, this is the trouble because there's detail in this film that then took it off. I wanted to watch it in the state, I was in on Saturday, whatever it was, and Arnie beating the shit out of people in a sauna kind of film. Mm. And then it starts in the cafe where Victor <laughs> has this huge speech about, you're picking on us Georgians. And it's like, oh. Politics don't want any of that. Yeah, documentary. But then also Victor, oh not Victor. Victor's arrested for running a red light. Fine, and someone's turned up from literally from Russia to get him. But then the US cops are surprised later. They're like, he's a fucking rapist and a murderer. And it's like, why did you think that Arnold Schwarzenegger was here to just escort him home for running a light? Red lights very furiously. <laughs> yeah. um, One of my favourite bits is when you meet Art Ridzik. Again, more detail that I don't want about clean heads. I was like, what the fuck? I don't care about that. Mm-hmm. They're doing, you know, him and his buddies are doing the drug bust. And did you notice the bit where his friend is like, you go first outside the door? No. <laughs> it's like, before the drugs bust, decide who's going in first. I'll be like, knock, knock, please. <laughs> fuck, are you going first? Oh, shit. Um, I mean, we, we talk about this a lot, but like how you introduce a character is so fundamentally important to how the audience is going to perceive that character for the entire time of the movie and make no mistake 
This movie introduces James Belushi's character mm. and they're setting up that he's a bit of a slob and a bit unprofessional. What they do is turn him into a pervert in three lines. Yeah. He's yeah. in the back of a car and they could have done anything. He could have been <clears> taking a leak when he should have been staking out, buying some pizza, doing anything. But they choose to have him go, do you think those are homegrown? Do you oh, think God. those breasts mm, yeah. are homegrown? Fun, fun bag patrol. It's just like, oh, wh- why is this his introduction? What are we meant to take from that other than he's some sex pervert? Yeah, but then they double down on that because when they get to the airport, he like literally hassles someone walking past it I don't even know what he says it's like oh we're yeah. meant to think that you're a dickhead oh brilliant mm-hmm. um, so Art and Danko are working together and it is just one culture clash after another because <laughs> Arnold doesn't know what hu- humidity is <laughs> so, so the American explains humidity to him and then the, you do get the scene that is like the promise of the premise which is Danko going to interrogate Streak mm. and he's like where I come from we smash the shit out of people yep. and then setting up Riddick is like well you can't do that because he'll file a lawsuit or something which he probably won't um, yeah we should mention Brian James is another connection obviously Streak in this uh, Rakeen in the other movie oh, yeah. uh, the artful dodger in the other movie oh. <laughs> so, 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 offensive to cockneys everywhere <laughs> save it for Thursday but I do think it's a bit of a wasted opportunity because the, the Cold War has been briefly suspended in this film and you've got a very big fish out of water and all we can do is breaking someone's fingers mm. and some jokes about uh, I keep saying humility that's wrong humidity what do you think of James Belushi in this because uh, again to go back to that introduction if that was Beverly Hills Cop and it was Eddie Murphy talking about homegrown breasts with that wink in his eye that cheeky look Ugh. on his face you would buy it completely and they've clearly written it for Belushi and thought maybe he could do something with it and he he doesn't now I yeah. like James Belushi I do think he's a really likeable presence on screen but in this I just I don't know whether it's the script that it underserves him but he is much better in K9 yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, it's the script because he's likeable in K9 and he has chemistry with that dog. Mm. Whereas he has no chemistry with Arnie. I don't know if the dog is a better actor than Arnie, <laughs> but um, he's very dislikable in this film. He needs, uh, you know, we always talk about a save the cat moment. He mm. needs a moment where he becomes likeable. He does something that makes you root for him. Yeah, and he yeah. doesn't at all. No, he. he I, I suppose what they were shooting for was kind of cheeky, chappy, and they, that's what they wanted from the character, a kind of someone who represents the American everyman, but actually what you've got is this kind of like sad, perverse, pathetic loser. <laughs> <laughs> it's really difficult to spend any kind of time with. Bit, bit, bit of a twat. Yeah, that's why. It's simple. In K9, he looks after a dog, and therefore he is immediately like yeah. yeah. Can he you loves, believe? He loves that dog. Can you believe though? Uh, on uh, on twenty Rotten Tomatoes, canine twenty two percent. I just want to say bullshit. That is absolute <laughs> bullshit. Twenty two percent. That's bollocks. Unbelievable. Ten years later, though, I didn't remember this until I looked at it. Ten oh, years later, canine thousand. Canine eleven. Canine eleven. Okay. Canine one one. Sorry, that would be a very different movie. Canine yeah, eleven. <laughs> it can't be that. <laughs> Yeah, K911. Yeah, yeah I, I actually wrote it in a way that I wouldn't say kind of K911. That didn't work. Uh, that got to, shockingly, I got 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Uh, in 2002, uh, K9PI, James Belushi's back. Uh, <laughs> shockingly, only got 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. <gasps> wow. Um, but do you know, you sometimes think of an actor like James Belushi. I sort of thought, oh, he was kind of big then. 
and then he disappeared like, for whatever reason. And he's in a sitcom that yes. we don't get here. He had a big sitcom, a didn't he? A huge yeah. sitcom. Like ABC put it up against Frasier from 2001 to 2009, according to but, Jim, that so he was also the was producer he, of. Was he like that? Was he like he is in Red Heat and according to Jim, were they trying to transfer this popular sitcom character onto the big screen? <laughs> no. Is that? No. No, no, no. This was, this was much later. Uh, but, but it was very much a blue collar working man yes. he was playing. It was that kind of humour. So it was kind of counter programming against Frasier. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. I'm interested to see how you're going to deal with the middle section of this movie, Victoria. In terms of in terms of what happens, yeah. Uh, only because uh, I said to Dave outside before we went in, I've never found a plot that is simultaneously so unnecessarily complicated yeah. and utterly tedious. Mm. Like, agree. Like, it, it's difficult to care about anything that happens. Yeah, I didn't. I, I'll be honest. I didn't understand the dollar bill stuff. The hundred dollar bill. No idea. Oh, with the, the, this half, ripped half in half. Dollar bill. Yeah, it's yeah. Because the, uh, the, you don't need to. It's kind of a MacGuffin. The MacGuffin is the key. Yeah, you don't need the dollar bill as well. There's We're so running around after two need. things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. for instance, they go to prison to interview Abdul Elijah, who's something to do with something, right? Loads of politics there. He's about, a Marxist. He's a Marxist. I'm the only true Marxist. <laughs> oh wow! Again, politics. We're in a prison, and the prison guard has gone. You're on your own, son, or whatever. No fight. Are you fucking kidding me? No, like, that's, are you it, kidding yeah. me? So right, Vicky. I thought it was going to be Arnie and James <laughs> yeah. versus this yeah. army of yeah. prisoners, and it really. And it wasn't, and that's so disappointing. Just a lecture on Marxism, and then we're out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, deleted scene. Uh, they cut it. There was a, oh, there was a scene that was meant to be in there. They cut a lot from this movie, which is why the none uh, of it makes any sense. Yeah, the yeah. Gina Gershon plot. She was like when she just uh, she mm. turns up dead. She just dies. She just dies off screen. Yeah, <laughs> off screen. She begs for help. And he doesn't give it to her, and then she gets killed. Mm, wow. It's ludicrous. That'll learn you. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so was that a, was that at the director's behest? Was it all cut out under his yeah, did guidance? They sh- so they shot it. They shot it. Oh, yeah, because wow. in the trailer, there's um there's a scene where I think Arnie's doing weights with someone in the prison in some sort of competition oh, to get uh, information. Oh, that's, that's amazing. Or... Mm. <laughs> where I come from, we wear these. Back <laughs> yeah. home, they call me round-headed. <laughs> uh, this kind of homoeroticism isn't going to go down well in a Chicago maximum security prison, Arnie. Just an FYI. <laughs> uh, well, let's talk about Gina Gershon in a minute after a small break. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Okay, so Gina Gershon, I struggle with this because we have talked about how dislikable art is which again triple downs on he meets her for about two seconds and then says i'm gonna bust that bitch so hard she bounces <laughs> oh, what yes. the fuck man like yeah. what's she oh, ever done goodness. to you i just and then I, I don't know so are we not are we actually at this point of the film it's like am i really not supposed to like you or am i supposed to think she's a fucking nightmare it's interesting isn't it because he is again set up as a cop and doesn't really give a fuck he's kind of like laid back about stuff he doesn't really care about his job and yet the minute uh, a woman doesn't give him the information he wants then he's very serious about his job and, and then he's gonna he's gonna yeah. bust that bitch till she bounces just unbelievable then the middle section to me was there was a moment where i was like is this actually a comedy so do you remember the bit where jim belushi goes off to get some fucking burgers or something yeah. and arnie punches someone like a carjacker and he's like sparked out on the pavement yeah. and then jim belushi steps on and was like Oh my god, this is meant to be a comedy, mm. is it or not? No, that was quite funny. That bit. Yeah, that's the he only. Says, do you know? Did you do you know Miranda? Yeah. And the bloke says no, and then he no, I don't. Him. Yeah, and then just knocks that's him out. Quite funny. I, I, yeah, let's talk about the hospital bit because that's the bit I really want to get to. Because this at this point, I sort of gave up with like trying to follow what was happening, and then it was much easier for me. So um, we're in hospital to interrogate one of Victor's men. Gina Gershon, she's also in the hospital. Why? Don't know. Well, because she uh, she needs to be there. So, to use the phone. Uh, well, and to also uh, get in the way of the police investigation. For, for some reason, she decides to save the male nurse, well, the man dressed as a female nurse. Yes. But because, because what? He's friends with Victor, her husband. Yeah. Uh, even though she is very clear by now that Victor is a bad dude, but she still stands in the way. It does allow us to have Arnie deliver one of his greatest put-downs, which is quite simply, he goes, you're stupid. <laughs> In her face. I don't remember that bit. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. I wish I remembered that bit. So a man dressed as a female nurse because male nurses were only invented in the 90s, apparently, sneaks his way into a room and kills someone. And they've got, like, obviously the heart monitor and the oxygen monitor, and whatever he does to this man kills him instantly. Instantly. Like, it doesn't, the heart monitor doesn't, like, falter. It's like, you're alive, beep, dead, just straight away. That can happen. There can it? Th- yeah, there are things that can do that. I've, I've, 
I've heard. Sneaks into a hospital. You draw, you draw out the moment a little more, wouldn't you? Yeah. Go straight to Flatline, take <laughs> half a hundred dollar bill, put it on the duvet and leave. Um, and then this bit, so Art has eyed up the nurse because he cannot help himself. And then when the nurse is killed, again, just to quadruple down on his dick nurse, he's like, it's a fucking guy. <laughs> so just to be like, oh, I am I feel like a twat for eyeing you up or something. Yeah. Hated that. It's so weird, isn't it? He's just killed someone. And- and he's more concerned with the fact that he's disgusted at himself yeah. for finding a man attractive. Yeah. Of course, we have the, the cop in Tango and Cash hitting on Kurt Russell, which is a much gentler scene when he, he yells, <laughs> what about a three-way as they drive off on the bike? So, Brilliant. <laughs> and then there's a little scene here where Art, I hate reports, Ridzik does some reports and they try to, it feels to me like a scene that was like maybe done afterwards. They try and force like a connection between the two of them. So Art asks Danko about a million questions so he's like have you got a girlfriend no what about your dad no what about your grandparents and it's like of people that age when you meet someone for the first yeah. time do you ever say how was your nana like, you did you uh, see the match last night or <laughs> just no one does that no one ever does that it's weird you know you were saying about a, a save the cat moment because I know we're really going hard on art here and he doesn't have that moment but they do still find time in the script to give that moment to Arnie because you're sort of like who is this guy like he's this sort of like he's this stoic Russian guy he's not giving much away he's very serious about his mission and yet they still find time in that car journey to the hospital to have the conversation about the parakeet oh god yeah which is I sort of came to at this point and all I heard was is a parakeet feminine I was yeah. like oh that's such a good question parakeet. actually how's your what nan how's your parakeet <laughs> but also the, have, we, have I skipped over the, the fucking pointless parakeet alarm oh my watch has gone off because it's time to feed the parakeet I don't know if you've noticed you're in Chicago right now so you can't feed the parakeet presumably the parakeet's died no but it's nice because it you know suddenly humanises him yeah, a little this bit is a he's, guy. he's no longer a robot he right. loves animals exactly. okay exactly All right. Fine. So at this point, I realised the film genuinely was about Victor trying to get one key back from the most dangerous man in the world rather than finding a locksmith to bust open whatever he's got his drugs in. Yeah. Which is mad, but fine. <laughs> yeah, it's and getting home in time to feed his bird. <laughs> I mean, they even take the piss in the film because at one point Arnie shoots off a padlock to let Gina Gershon escape. So you're like, yeah. so you can shoot off locks. And this movie is based around a lock that needs a key to open it. Yeah. And you've just shown me a lock being shot. But do they know yeah. where the where the lock is at this point? Victor does. Victor does. Victor does. Victor's like, I need this key and goes to the hotel room to get the key because yeah. it has to be this key. I feel like he we, wants we, to we, stay in that hotel, doesn't he? Which is <laughs> he's very specifically wants to stay in that room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just uh, when, when I said I didn't want to get bogged down in the plot, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. I'll shut up now. <laughs> I just want to know. But then we do... So maybe this is a bit of characterisation for Art because Art's brother-in-law, he's a fucking locksmith. <laughs> what didn't you know? Now, to be fair, I've been back and forth on this scene because right. this is set pre-internet, right? And in another version of this script, you need some information about this key to figure out that it belongs to a bus station locker but it's pre-internet. So in another version of this film, they just go to a library because that's what you do in films like this. So fine, you go to a locksmith and you get a catalogue and you look through it and there's some characterisation that is very like sort of scarcely set up and not paid off that Art's brother-in-law is not paying alimony to Art's sister. Who cares? Whatever. Did yeah, you get but, that? Yeah, I did. But this is, I guess, meant to humanise like Art a bit because he cares about his sister and the money that... But he delivers it in such a way that he just seems angry that he's being wronged. Yeah. And his sister's the only female he doesn't fancy and <laughs> sleaze over. Yeah. Or want or to hate. bounce. And, or yeah. <laughs> bust them until they bounce. Yeah. But I'd say between that conversation he has with Danko about the nan 
and the thing about the sister. I do start to like him a little here. Yeah. I'm starting to see a bit more in art. And as this friendship forms between him and Danko, I'm seeing something there. It's just, it's about five minutes of a two-hour movie. Yeah. Yeah. There's the kernel of a movie there. Mm. Yeah. Also, do you think catalogues like that exist where it's just every key in the world and you just immediately find the key and sort of it goes, this is for this locker. It's but like, someone says earlier on, that looks like a locker key to me. So you just run it. You're like, Who, where, where has lockers? Where has lockers? Oh, fuck it. A bus station. Yeah. Do some police work. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> or so, back to the Swingers Virgin Active. They've got lockers. <laughs> you should get in touch with them. That's a really good idea. I mean, they probably do do it though, to be fair, like an after hours yeah. VIP thing. Um, let's just get to the bus chase because that's why really? we're all here. You don't want to do yes. that. You don't want to do that. I, I, the only reason I bring up the hotel shootout uh, mm-hmm. where the, alarm. the sex worker's trick gets killed. Oh, yeah. I thought that's, that's, that's quite gritty and grim. Uh, but the only reason to mention it is, did you spot uh, one of the detectives walking down the stairs, interviewing the hotel desk clerk, who's like, who's going to take responsibility for this? Oh, it's, um, tell me, because I shouted at the telly. Uh, the actor is Kurt Fuller, who plays... Oh, fuck! Just tell me. The mayor's assistant who oh, locks the yeah, Ghostbusters yeah, up yeah, in yeah, Ghostbusters yeah. 2. Of course, of course. <laughs> he of puts course. them in the psychiatric hospital. Yes. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Oh, my pleasure. <laughs> uh, by the way, David, Sorry. in case it wasn't obvious enough, uh, mm. Victoria likes the Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah, I'm, well, I'm, just, I'm getting that. I'm getting that in a big way. I just had to turn the volume down on my headphones. <laughs> Sorry. Apologies to listeners. Sorry. God, that's yeah. so brilliant. I'm so I'm made up for him. Uh, bus chase. Bus chase. Bus chase. Um, Walter Hill said that Arnie can't fit in a car and look normal so he put him in a bus which is fine <laughs> can you imagine um, having to hear that news you're just sat in a car like you've done your whole life and the yeah. director's like you look yes. fucking ridiculous <laughs> he's in cars in every other film yeah. Yeah. <laughs> although if we look through that how many cars have we actually seen Arnie in throughout his movie career he's on a bike in Terminator about helicopter it. in Predator in Total Recall he's in the back of that little cab car and he looks stupid in it <laughs> Johnny Gass looks stupid. He gets yeah. on a horse in True Lies to go yeah. in a lift. He's on a horseback in, in Conan the Barbarian. Oh we never God. see him in cars. He's never been in a car. You see? And Red Heat wasn't about to be that movie, God damn it. In fact, he's so angry with cars that at the start of Commando, he pushes one off a cliff. He does. A, a nice yellow one. That's for making me look stupid, pushing it off a cliff. How dare you, car? Cocarnum. You're stupid. Oh, write that down. I'll use that in a film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so whatever. So a go. nice callback, which I did appreciate script-wise about where did you... Le- in both films, I think someone says, where did you learn to drive like that? Which no one ever says in real life. Oh, I had lessons. Uh, but a nice callback. And your nan has your nan of ours, <laughs> are you? How many times did you take to pass? You passed first time. What about your written test? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where did you learn to drive like that? Oh, Kiev, the army, whatever. Um, oh, it does mention. And he's got a very good point. Where the fuck are the police? He's like, just when you need a police officer, there's never one around. Mm. Two buses are chasing each other through the streets of downtown Chicago. There's not a police officer in sight. Madness. Um, They get out of the bus. It all gets a bit hazy at this point. Victor shoots Arnie one million times. And so far in this film, he has never missed. He tries to shoot him a lot. Mm. And it either goes through him 
I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. doesn't hit him, though. Well, obviously. No, yeah, sorry, yeah. No, I was preoccupied with the fact that there is a nice callback here because earlier on, the police chief, Peter Boyle, uh, does say to Arnie's character, he does. He says, I don't want you rolling through Chicago like the Red Army, which is exactly what ah. happens at the end when he destroys the Chicago landmark in a bus. So he's rolling through Clever. Chicago oh, yeah. like the Red yeah. Army. That's good. That is good. Um, <laughs> but anyway. Give it that, Vic. Yeah, sorry. Um, so Victor dies. And I mean, a, a minor gripe, but Victor is, a lot of this film is Victor's film. He's a good baddie. Is the best way for him to die just getting shot by Arnie against a, a train? My no. feeling was if you've survived driving a bus that gets hit by a train and exploding and then you just get shot, I'd be Ooh. I'd be more angry at that. I'd be like, see what? I just survived. Yeah. I just survived yeah. e- exploding in a bus train. I think it's a shame because it, it starts with the bathhouse fight. You could have just pinned something onto the end, which was as memorable and as visual rather than just getting, you know, shot to death against this train. Uh, Art and... Well, you've got all the nonsense about the Miranda rights and stuff. I think they could do more at the end here in terms of maybe um, Art arrests him, stops stops Danko killing him, arrests the guy. Uh, reason Miranda Mites and of course they keep, they've set up the gun up his arm and ne- it never pays off oh, yeah. maybe he pulls the gun and then Danko saves Art yeah. or Art saves Danko one's got to save the other yeah. at yeah. the end the climax because that's what buddy cops do or you do yeah. a lethal weapon where they both kill Victor at the same time yeah. 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 something like that would be good don't have Art st- I mean that's probably an Arnie thing Arnie had to defeat the villain at the end on his own but you can't have the other buddy standing on the sidelines watching it doesn't that's not what a mismatched cop movie does I mean it, it, they almost get round it with that quite funny line where Art goes yeah I'm out this is all getting very Russian <laughs> so he actively says yeah. by the way everyone I'm not involved in this finale yeah yeah then they go to the airport. They're still inexplicably absolutely covered in blood. So they've not washed their face. Um, they swap watches. So glad we killed Victor when we did. I had a plane to catch. <laughs> <laughs> Non-flexible ticket. Here's the parakeet. The parakeet's waiting. Where's my key catalogue? I want to read it on the plane. But then again, so fifth moment in my summation of Art being a bit of a dick, uh, they swap watches. Art's a bit of a dick about it. It's like, I would rather have my watch back. Thank you. The end. Yep. That's yep. the end of that well, film. Thanks a lot for the recommendation, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my pleasure. Because I remember that uh, in 1988, uh, Arnie had his biggest hit ever. Mm. And I knew it was one of two movies. Yeah. Turns out it was Twins, yep. <laughs> not Red Heat. Uh, but yeah. if you'd been told about both these films at the start of the year, the money would have been on this yeah. being the good yeah. movie, not Twins. Yeah. Where, where is this in the timeline? Sorry to put you all on the spot of the of kind of Arnie's movies. Where so does it came come after, along? came after Predator and mm. Running Man. So this was right. just before he went as stratospheric yeah. in his stardom. So but he's got some big hitters under his belt at this yeah. point. Yeah. He's, got, he's got Total Recall and Terminator 2 Just to coming come. straight after this. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And Kindergarten Cop, which was massive, if mm. shit. Yeah. No, Twins was fucking massive. Like, it's mm. just... Uh, that's it. Do you want to do the bits? Yeah. All right. Sure. Uh, best scene, Dave, as a guest, would you like to go first? Thanks, Vicky. Uh, I have gone. My favourite scene is the bar cocaine leg. I know we've uh, we've touched on it already. There aren't a great deal of brilliant scenes in this, um, but I've always loved in in cinema, and this is kind of a nod towards what I what I really like. And you see it in John Wick, and you see it in the Equaliser. I like watching our kind of silent protagonists 
go into places mm-hmm. and, and mess shit up. Mm. And that scene in, in Red Heat gave me that that sense. And that's why I was so excited about the movie that was going to unfold. Mm. And, but unfortunately, as we've established, it kind of slightly goes doesn't. off piece in a different direction. Yeah, it doesn't. But yeah, that's my favourite scene. I, li- I like the idea of the, you know, the kind of silent, hard guy mm. surrounded by the baddies and holding his own. Because yeah. it, it sets up the kind of movie that you expect from Arnie at this point, which 100%. is like this indestructible force who's going to go into a place and fuck shit up. And he looks great in yeah. that uniform and everything. It's mm. all perfect. Perfectly set. Looks great in a thowl, all round-headed. <laughs> oh. uh, we'll go around the table, actually, like a proper work meeting, Chris. Well, when we were trying to figure out what film to do, when we settled on Red Heat, I think I watched it first and I messaged you guys five minutes in and said, we've definitely made the right decision because I just watched the sauna brawl. <laughs> That's yeah. my choice. I, I then wanted to take that back <laughs> because obviously, like Dave said, it doesn't continue um, of that quality. But I think that sauna brawl is really good and sort of a hint at what the film might have been. Mm-hmm. Al? Uh, it's, it's anything from the first 20 minutes set in Moscow. Um, but I'm just going to go because Arnie's face is that perfect Arnie face when he goes, Cocainum! I love it so much. Yeah, that's mine as well. So there we are. Um, it's Walter Hills as well, and he made the bloody thing. Yeah, everything else he says is shit. Yeah. Uh, most valuable, whatever. Let's go this way, Alex. Uh, Arnie. He's great here. And I do think, you know, slightly slimmed down, slightly more vulnerable. I know you make fun of that parakeet scene, <clears> but I genuinely think that's a really, there's a really touching delivery from Arnie where he looks genuinely. Uh, worried at the idea, like you think Parakeet is feminine, and he's concerned, and it's it's sweet. And I think for Arnie to play that uh, is unlike any Arnie we'd seen in Predator, Commando, Running Man. It's like it showed a little bit more depth, which was going to obviously come out a lot more as uh, the nineties kicked off. I, I must admit that kind of just as I'd press play, I'd already written a, a kind of line about how the irony here is that James Belushi does a lot of the heavy lifting. <laughs> Um, and I thought I would just use that line and it would be true. But actually, Arnie is the Arnie is the star. He's the most likable one. He's yeah. the f- charming one. He's the funny one. So kind he, of... He does the, the literal and the metaphorical he heavy does, lifting. He does all the heavy lifting. So kind of given what we've said, you know, we kind of owe Arnie a bit of an apology on, on, on that one. Because as you say, Al, I think there's a lot, there's a bit more going on there than we've mm. kind of said so far, I mm. think. Chris? Yes, I'm struggling this week. So I'm going for, you've already mentioned it, the font. Oh God, I fucking hated it. The backwards are just turning our backwards, and I feel like I'm in Russia. <laughs> Spasiba. That's, that's, that's heavy lifting done there in the credit. <laughs> what? So is your MVW going to be Arnie? Uh, no, I've gone for Walter Hill. Oh, um, very good. And I, I've gone for him, but just purely because of that. Again, back to the Russian scene. But um, as we touched on already, um, to. W- to be watching a, a buddy buddy cop movie with a, a, a comedy actor in in the shape of James, but to see it start with that funeral scene and the, and the bugle solo and the, you know the kind of church bell ringing and stuff and the kind of the scenes that are, are in the alleyways and the dialogue in the car. Even though I didn't understand what the hell was going on because <laughs> um, I don't speak Russian. Let's put the R's backwards. Um, I thought he did a, a really. He, I thought he made the start of a, a really action packed and kind of like stark but good looking movie there yeah and then stopped which is (laughs) (laughs) but it's just nice to know that he could yeah it is Uh, mine is Ed or Ross as Victor do you not think he's like Russell Crowe fucking hell no but I thought he was I thought he (laughs) He was really good he's brilliant and I was so surprised because I've seen him other things but I hadn't connected I was really surprised he's he's American it's so yeah he's he's good he's got a great look to him yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. it's his third appearance on Clash Pod 
Is it? Yeah. He's in Lethal Weapon. That's the one I know off the top of my head. Yeah. He's in something else that I cannot remember right now, but we have covered I it. I presume so. he's always a villain, right? Am I yeah. right in saying yeah. that? Yeah. 90% of the time he's a bad guy. Swarthy. Yeah. 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 yeah, but he's quite, he's properly scary. And that's that a little shout, gun, yeah. I like all of that. Ooh. No, well, that little gun, though, that is Taxi Driver. I'm sorry, you can't yeah. just take something wholesale from another film. Of course you can. What well, are you do, it, about? do it different. <laughs> Put it. Put the gun in the shoe. Yeah, put it in his mouth. Sure. He's <laughs> 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 so, got it on his tongue. <laughs> what have you got in your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> got you. Got you. <laughs> Ten years of military school to learn to do this with my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear um, Dave if you could yeah. change one thing what would you change uh, I'm going to keep it short and sweet uh, Brian James um, <laughs> oh, really? because I was so offended by his Cockney accent in Tango and Cash when he cropped up in this I was devastated <laughs> yeah, I had quite enough so yeah I'd get rid of him get, I, can't, I can't see him were you, anymore were you surprised he wasn't English <laughs> <laughs> who knew who knew could you do me a favour and say the words Mary Poppins for me please <laughs> um, I've got two changes but they're interconnected so it's a fish out of water story. You can put Arnie in more interesting situations here. Uh, with this being East v West, make them American situations. So have the investigation take him to a baseball game and then onto a honky tonk bar because I want to see him deal with those environments okay. and then make Belushi the fish out of water. So have him go to Russia with Arnie for the last 30 minutes of the film. That's a good idea. It's logical. The Rocky, Rocky Four training montage. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, I just, uh, it, this goes back to what you were saying about how the buddy cop system works in these movies. And you just, I, I think maybe you need to come to James Belushi earlier um, or at least have him have his own vendetta against Victor. So he wants Victor for his reasons. Arnie wants Victor for his reasons. They're kind of competing for who's going to take him down, whether he's going to go back to Russia with Arnie, whether James Belushi art is going to keep him in America. So there's that conflict there. And suddenly you've got a little bit of drama, like whose reason is best. Maybe Belushi lost his partner. Arnie lost his partner so they both lost someone to this guy and there's like we want to get him but who's going to get him something like that just yeah. something that interests me for literally everything after Moscow and please have a fight in the prison yeah. more prison mm. yeah. that's my change put the prison fight back in it's right. crazy the Ooh. momentum is all there it's really disappointing that's it Right then, that is Red Heat done. Uh, no quiz this week, Chris, because you don't want Vicky and I to get too competitive in front of company. Not in front of guests. Not in front of the guests. <laughs> Understood. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> Understood. Uh, which means then uh, we need to do a, a little clue um, as to next week's uh, pairing, which is coming from you, Chris. It is. Uh, my clue is if you can make it through the night there, you can make it anywhere. <laughs> It's good. It's good. Really Should I say it again? Because Vicky was laughing. <laughs> <laughs> if you can make it through the night there, you can make it anywhere. I'll sit in silence. <laughs> you very rarely make me laugh, so you should have been great. I like, it. I like it. Oh, God, we should have just done a fucking quiz. <laughs> Wouldn't have been less awkward. We have company. Uh, right then. We are back on Thursday to talk about this week's challenger, Tango and Cash. In the meantime, please subscribe, rate, and indeed reviewers if you had the time it's a great help and check us out on twitter and instagram at clashpod back on thursday with more dave berry talking tango and cash this was a stakhanov production and part of the acast creative network imagine 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.